0: hello everyone and welcome to another episode of flapping, flapping and,
1: fawning. and fawning i ain't got no panties on ain't got no panties on i ain't got no panties on on the dance floor flapjack and i'm the devil incarnate fawn
0: <laughs> how you doing today fawn i am doing pretty good just you know like hitting on my like new baja blast vape juice that i have like for those of you that don't know i'm obsessed with baja blast that's what i get from taco bell anytime i go i am distraught whenever they say they are out of baja blast (laughs) and like it's just i bought a wig a while back that the color of the wig was called baja blast like when i was like baby drag Mm -hmm. um and like i will anytime i see baja Blast in the store in like 12 packs of cans i will go buy it and now they have alcoholic mountain yes and they have an alcoholic baja blast it's
1: almost vintage yeah like i love it hey on your vape pen can you do vape tricks no oh
0: i just hit it (laughs) and get nicotine that's the trick i don't get angry from needing nicotine oh i see that's the trick
1: um I, have you seen the ad? It's like a face. I think it's a meme now, but there was like for a while, there was this guy who was like, I will be a human fog machine at your party. I oh, will yeah. come and vape for eight hours straight. <laughs> I would get dehydrated. Yeah. Cause I saw nicotine, but everyone would love it. Cause there would just be all the Baja blasts in the air. Oh yeah. It'd be uh, I don't know, carbonated humidity.
0: I, like, might need to take a trip to Tennessee just so I can get the Baha alcoholic Baja Blast.
1: I think we should review it on the pod, honestly. Yeah. that like
0: I think they have regular Baja Blast, and I think the other one they have is Code Red.
1: Wait, they're both alcoholic?
0: They have all three in alcoholic f- versions.
1: Ooh, come on, booze. Right? Speaking of booze, today we're drinking... <gasps> mighty swell oh yes i just feel all swollen up like my giant titties whenever i drink it what flavor are you having
0: i'm having rocket pop what's it what
1: what's it taste like what's a rocket taste like
0: first astronauts then billionaires and now our spiked seltzers are going to space all natural raspberry pomegranate and lime give this one small sip and one giant leap of taste
1: right! I love Rocket Pop. Mighty Swell, if you don't know, is an official sponsor of Camp Wanakiki, so they actually sent me um, two cases of it and it's so good. Like Honestly, I'm not just saying that because they sent it to me for free and I'm supposed to talk about it and stuff. Like I I really do like it. I tried one and I was like, okay, I'm just going to take one sip and then I really loved it. At
0: this point, there's only one of these that I haven't tried and I've liked most of them that I've tried. I've liked all of them, but like some, obviously, I have favorites. I always have favorites. Yeah, me too. I'm a picky bitch. My fi- but, like, there's not been a bad one so far.
1: My favorite one is the Purple Magic. That's actually what I'm drinking right now. And it is... It says, its description for the flavor is multidimensional, mysterious, and <gasps> purple sip into a portal swirling with dark boysenberries, wild blueberries, and juicy grapeness. In this reality, grape is a color and purple is a vibe. You know what? It kind of reminds me of the the... You know when VeggieTales, Madame Blueberry? It's like if Madame Blueberry was a drink,
0: if she was purple <laughs> instead of blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I've like always wanted to do a Madame Blueberry drag number. Honestly,
1: I know I have a blueberry for a daughter. <laughs> 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 then we also have two other flavors. Um, I've got Pink Colada, which is like a more obviously a pina colada flavor. It's got like pineapples and coconuts um, in the flavor. It's really really good
0: and then i've also got the one other one over here that's my actual like absolute favorite and it's wild weird and a bit defiant brace yourselves for an untamed fusion of natural strawberry watermelon and coconut no tigers were harmed in the making of this beverage it's tiger's blood flavored (laughs) if i did not say that um, I love that that's just our generic animal sound. Yeah, honestly, here's the thing. I don't like coconut, and I didn't really taste a lot of coconut in the tiger's blood, so I like really enjoy that like it just blended yeah. so it wasn't like, oh, there's coconut. It was just a blend of flavors that was really good. And it's my favorite one. You're a huge coo- uh,
1: you're a huge Kim Petras fan. How do you not like coconuts? I like bouncy coconuts. Oh, those two, those two. Yeah. If you want to try Mighty Swell, it is a really, really good um, spiked seltzer that you can try. It's made out of Austin, Texas, and if you are one of our friends from Alabama, they actually sell the Tropical Pack over yes. at Whole Foods. Um, so the one we're stepping on, I think, is called the Wild. Or keep it weird. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah, the keep it weird um, pack. It's delicious. I, oh I yeah. Love it. So I'm gonna have to get the tropical one next. Um, well, I have had quite a few things going on. Uh, you know, we've been talking about Camp Wanakiki so much, um, but there's also been some other things I've been working on. I've actually been reminiscing a little bit because I have been uploading all of my old. Flapjack's flavor of the month content to YouTube Aww. and it's just it it's been really funny to watch that to see okay this is what I was doing when I was a baby drag queen <laughs> and like putting it together and I was really funny I forgot how funny it was and I like well sometimes I'll pull it up and play it like and uh, when Danny and I are together and I, I, it always has me rolling but it's been my favorite thing has been giving them Clickbait captions. (laughs) Oh yeah, Um, because
0: Mark and I will randomly be like on YouTube, and oh, do they pop up? Yours pop up (laughs) like on their TV YouTube, and like it'll be like this: like Karen discovers something about her like face mask or something.
1: That was from Miss Quarantine Comedy Queen. It says Karen is betrayed by her own mask.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: And then I have another one that says she's so cold you can see her what?
0: That's also. Um, how we discovered the Taco Bell
1: spa day one. Oh, not that. that. I, <laughs> see. I love that one. That's my favorite video. They're really funny. And there's the other one. I think they're funny. At least the captions are. The one that says, Flapjack gives birth to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's that been really fun. Um, but it's it's helped me also see, wow, I, I really have, especially as we're watching Camp Juana Kiki and everything, I can't believe how much growth I've had over the last two years from when I first started doing drag to now. Um, And in fact, that is what we are talking about today. Um, We are talking about how to start doing drag because we've had so many people we've been talking to recently who are interested I think Birmingham has had a bit of a drag baby boom. There's a lot
0: of newer drag artists in Birmingham and a lot of people that are interested in starting drag. So this is like a very relevant topic just to a lot of people that we know. And it's also another peek behind the curtains. Even if you're not interested in doing drag, some of this stuff is still like fascinating information. Yeah. That you're like finding out that you because you don't always realize what all goes into the hobbies and Mm -hmm. how difficult a lot of that can be.
1: It's so true. But before we get into that, I do want to share one of our five-star reviews, which it comes to us from Apple Podcasts today, Um, and it's actually really appropriate that it is this particular person who wrote this review. It's my drag mom. Um, this comes from butterfly, butterfly, Mariah, butterfly, butterfly. Uh, it says such a fabulous podcast. I love it. Mariah, simple and sweet. I love it. That's my drag mom, Mariah Taylor. Um, I miss her so much. She moved to Tampa recently. And so I'm glad to know that she's listening to the podcast. So yes, I love her. Hi, Mariah. From our mouth holes to your ear holes. We love you. It's drag zest, honestly. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, why don't we just start things off? You know, I want to talk about how we ended up picking our names. I think that's probably one of the most basic things you can do um, in drag. So how'd you figure out Fawn?
0: Um, So Fawn, as the current state of things, is... a. Relatively new Mm -hmm. um, iteration of the same name, because I dropped it down to just one word back during the pandemic Mm. in 2020. Um, Prior to that, I was Fondel Wood. It was a pun name based on penetration. Fondling wood. (laughs) Um, Not just not penetration, but yes, fondling wood. Um, Based on like sex acts, because I was. (laughs) Formerly a member of the House of Cox, and, which had Sharon Cox and Receive Cox, which are both pun names. Cox. Oh. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't do it because fawn.
1: Oh, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> too much. <laughs> um, it's in the name. I can't. <laughs> oh, actually, no. <laughs> there it is.
0: There's the fawn sound. Um, But... So, I was like trying to come up I came up with a big, huge list of like pun names that were sexual that I had mm. never heard of before like I came up with a big, huge list of them, yeah, and Fo Wood was just one that kind of like because I knew Wood was gonna be my last name because that was what Reese's maiden name was before Cox. she before Cox um because her and Sharon are married um so it was one of those things I knew it was going to be wood. I wanted something that would flow with that. And Fondel wood to me was just the one that really stuck out because like it gave me a lot of play area because it had a very earthy natural feel to it because fawn, maybe yeah. deer, wood, nature, and then like also Dell, this one's a little bit of a stretch, but like
1: that's a deer term too, isn't it?
0: It's like a outdoor area, like a oh. overheel, overdale, we will... I don't know that song, but work.
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So like in my head, all part of it was like very woodland, which I've kind of like kept with some
1: of my drag, but I haven't done anything super woodland in a while. How do you narrow it down? Like you had this huge list, right? Of yeah. sexual pun names How did you figure out, okay, Fondlewood is the one I want? Um, I like got
0: opinions. I like would like send the huge list to like, I sent it to Reese and I sent it to like a couple other people and like would get their opinions. Yeah. And obviously in my mind had narrowed it down to a few of like, these are the ones that I was thinking, but like would send it to them and then get their opinion. And if it lined up with what I was thinking, I was like, okay, that's a sign. Right and often it did like that was like everybody's unit that was really the unanimous popular name which it was the one that was sticking out to me the most but like picking a drag name is kind of a big deal it is so it's like one of those things i wanted to make sure i was choosing the right one
1: right um i kind of similarly for me i my very first drag name was callie alexandra which is so different than awful. what you actually are. <laughs> I know. Right. Um, I, because I wanted it to be, it was a very binary way of thinking. Cause I was like uh, out of, out of drag. My name is Clayton Alexander. So Callie Alexandra was kind of like the feminine version That's cute of that. Though. Yeah. But I feel like I, I figured out that my personality, I wanted it to be funnier. I wanted it to be a little bit more like really out of the box and unusual. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just, I was like, I think I want to figure something else out. That's also easier to remember. Um, and then one day my partner and I were driving through Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and we passed this restaurant called a Flapjacks Pancake House. And it was right across the street from a pancake house that my family used to go to when I was growing up. And so I was like, <laughs> how funny would it be if somebody's drag name was Flapjack? And here we are. It's mine. Um <laughs> so that's that's how I came up with it. And at first I wasn't sure. I was like I don't really know anyone who has like a food name. They're everywhere. But then yeah, after I did some googling, um, I, I mean realized, meatball oh, yeah. from
0: Dracula. Yeah. on top of like your castmate coleslaw like mm-hmm.
1: and Pickle who is out of uh, North Carolina.
0: Yeah. And uh pork chop
1: from season 1 oh, of Oh, yeah, pork chop. Yeah, so it's I love a food name. Yeah. someone posted that that's like the most millennial yeah. drag name. <laughs> it's like to
0: have to be a food, but or just like an object or something that's like not an actual name. Mm-hmm. Fawn. That's like a
1: <laughs> thing. Yeah, and I I thought I thought that was funny too because it was like the boomer and Gen uh, Gen X um, drag names are it's all like, like the like. Uh, Shangeria,
0: Nicole. Paris,
1: Van Michaels. <laughs> yeah. Things like that. And then the Gen Z is like squishing sounds. And, yeah. <laughs> which I think is kinda accurate based yeah. on some of the babies I've met, such as whoa whoa <laughs> uh, no that's not a read That's not, maybe it is a read I don't know uh, I, but it, I don't, it's funny to be you know like to look at those generational yeah. differences um, but also I would say recommendations if you're starting drag and trying to pick a name it's important to think about that branding aspect of it you yeah. don't want to change your name a hundred times right. it's going to be hard for people to book you it's going to be hard for people to spell your name do some googling find out is there another yeah especially in your town because also
0: something that I didn't really go into before I knew that I was going to have as my last name. Um, I was going through all kinds of names. I was mm. trying to figure out, figure out a cute name. Like I thought about like Tessa because my initials out of drag are T E S. Mm, That's cute. Um, so like kind of like yeah. yours with, um, Callie Alexandra, Callie Alexandra. Um, <laughs> I had gone that route with it too. And I also had thought about a food route, But I had thought about Tara Masu, but there was also Mm, another Tara in town. Oh, yeah, there was. And good for you. i are not picking up. So it was one of those things. It was a a struggle. Like, I, in that first description, made it sound a lot simpler than what it actually was. Yeah, it takes a
1: lot of time. And
0: I also did a lot of Googling. If you're wanting a pun name, I did a lot of Googling for, like, first part and last part of like sexual pun names i think i came across this huge list and i just kind of like <laughs> picked things and like was like didn't even necessarily find some things that were on the list but used the list as inspiration right of like getting me thinking outside of the box because i didn't want something that was like you had heard a million times because exactly. like especially because reese was my drag mother at the time and reese eve cox To some people, it's obvious. Some people, it's it's not. not. And it's like... Same with Sharon
1: Cox. And it's a beautiful...
0: Like like with Receive Cox, it's one of those... It just sounds like a name. mm -hmm. But it also is very much a pun. And it's it's a little bit of a thought to it. And I really liked that aspect of it.
1: Yeah, those are some of my favorite kinds of names. Yeah. One that I did so years before I ever thought about seriously doing drag, I was in a womanless pageant. If you can't see my air quotes. Um, and I did one of those when I was in a fraternity for a semester, (laughs) a minute. It was like my freshman year of college and I was Celia cone, which silicone. Yeah. Um, I think press silicone would have been even better now that I think about it. Free drag name. Um, but I eventually realized, like, I don't have any silicone in my body. I wasn't even wearing, like, fake boobs or anything. So how, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so I think if you if you pick a name that's simple like that, you want it to be something that you can easily brand off of. Like, yeah. now I have that giant stack of pancakes. whereas that, And I have, like, deer head right. things that I use into my motifs. So and those I, are some of your signature things that you can yeah. have on, like, a sticker or a T-shirt or whatever. I think it's really smart to think about the long game, the long run of doing drag, not just throwing on a wig and yeah do it pull over that ass too fat you know <laughs> <laughs> pull over that ass too fat <laughs> um i would um, also say when you're starting out to start early on your social media make that venmo and cash app handle like the same thing if you can i recently changed my it, venmo and cash app it makes um, a big difference
0: because and it's actually like not even my drag name anymore because for a while it was still mm. Fondel wood oh, and yeah. i didn't like that still being on there I didn't feel like doing like fond dot fond dot fond just because I felt like that was a lot. So I ended up just changing mine to mustache in 94. Because I mean, that is like one of my like signature parts of like my drag. So you're still
1: going to know exactly who that is. And that's consistent for both your Venmo and your Cash App, right? Yeah. I think that's really, really smart. I tried to get Flap J. Quellen on everything that I could. The only thing I couldn't get it on was... And I would even make social media accounts that I didn't necessarily think I would use like Twitch or YouTube or um, yeah, YouTube and then uh, TikTok as well. When I was first starting out just to make sure I had those names reserved. Yeah. Um, the only thing I wasn't able to get it on was my Gmail and it turned into flat bookings at gmail.com. So um, yeah, I think, I think that's really important to try to match that up.
0: Um, I know like right uh, now, that's one of the things my partner is struggling with is like trying to figure out a drag name mm, and it's fine. This have, is a timely podcast. Yeah. And it's one of those things I have. There's a huge list already. that I've like helped contribute to some of them. They've come up with some of them. And I'm literally just throwing everything at the <laughs> wall. And I'll occasionally send some like that are intentionally joking. Like one time I literally just said Taylor Swift. um but like i've said things like because like especially now versus like when i started it's even less you don't have to have a name right um because i started six seven years ago Mm -hmm. and so i was just like of course, now it's an inside joke, Toenail, which like <laughs> might end up actually being the name if it's not the name. I live. That's fine, but I mean, I kind of want it to be Toenail, but ultimately, it's their decision. It's not my name. Um, Could it be like Tory Nail?
1: I don't know. Something no, don't close like to that.
0: that. I, I just like Toenail. Toe. <laughs> Welcome to the stage,
1: Toenail. Uh Play-Doh Nail. I don't know. I feel like there, Is there like a, a, a feminine name that ends with toe? You know, kind of like Priscilla Potato nail. Potato (laughs) nail. Gross. Um, Let's take a break on that, honestly. (laughs) And we're back talking about drag names. The last one we left off on was potato nail. Disgusting! Yeah, true. Um, Okay, but I think we've talked enough about names now. So what do you think about... Uh, finding your aesthetic what was that process like for you
0: um that was a long journey for me Mm -hmm. like and it's also one of those things is a never-ending journey true it's a never-ending story um i don't know that song (laughs) never-ending story it's an 80s movie oh Um, work anyways
1: (laughs) 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 um also they reference it in stranger things oh well i knew that but what yeah how, they do sing it i just don't remember how it goes yeah
0: anyways <laughs> uh, so the discovering of like my aesthetic a lot of that when i started i was like i'm gonna be a fashion glamour pretty queen mm-hmm. um as a lot of people start and the more i've done drag the more i'm like that's not what i'm going for as far as like that's not what the brand is that may be a aspect of the brand but it's not what the brand is um because i mean even out the gate i was doing some of the stupid silly campy stuff yeah and have always just kind of like experimented with like my makeup stuff like that which has like just kind of progress which for a while my like I would experiment but my standard drag face was just very standard feminine drag face and it's kind of morphed and it gotten extreme and exaggerated over the years and I love placements have been changed mm-hmm. shapes have been changed and now I'm at this place where drag to me isn't anymore about a gender at
1: all dragged because like, I feel like you're having so much more fun drag, so much more fun with drag than you were when I very first met Fawn. Like I, I remember seeing like this is our Taylor Swift impersonator um, when I are thinking that when I first met yeah. you, and I remember seeing like with some of the early pandemic stuff too, like you did the Alexis, um, a little bit of Alexis number that was so much, which fun. I still love. But I feel like now your aesthetic has grown to be just what you want it to be. Yeah. And like so much more uh, and- androgynous in a way. Yeah. Um, which not, like, not defined by femininity, which I, I really love.
0: I've always kind of done what I wanted with drag, mm-hmm. but it was just like, eventually I got to the point that I was just like, I was still playing within the quote unquote rules. Yeah. I was playing within the parameters of the boxes and things that I had learned. um, And like, it's one of those things that I heard, on secret celebrity drag race this is going to be so cliche (laughs) not Secret Um, celebrity (laughs) but this is going to sound so cliche like the fact of like where i'm hearing it but rue said something to one of the contestants of like i tell people all the time you've got to learn the rules so you can break them Mm. amen which is like honestly i was like you know i don't always agree with everything rue says but that was like actually really insightful advice yeah um, because for me it was very much that I like learned how to play by the rules. I like learned the reasonings of what things are and why you do things. And eventually it was just like, okay, now that I've learned that I'm going to take what I want from
1: that. See, and I think that's important too, because I, I often hear people say when they're trying to define their drag or um, say their aesthetic, they're like, Oh, I, I don't want to be put in a box, which on the one hand I get, But that also being said, if if you don't identify at least one genre that you are, that you lean towards, like for me, that's camp, then it's going to be a lot harder for you to understand the rules and then understand how to break those rules. Like, I feel like if I had two genres that I had to, choose from i would say that my my main pokemon my my main pokemon type would be campy and then my secondary type would be artsy um and then i like blend those two things and that's what i try to go for not me like panicking over here trying to figure out what mine would be (laughs) (laughs) well uh, that was just something that i i always have kind of felt a good point strongly about yeah um it's not necessarily one that
0: and again, this is a. I always see myself with because yeah. I also have just always been somebody that played with everything. It, I played with all yeah. the crayons. I like wanted, I tried everything that I wanted to try out and would be like, oh, this is something that I love. And it was just kind of became a mishmash, mm-hmm. haberdashery, menagerie, yeah. hoobla. <laughs> uh <laughs> all all the things Um, it just kind of became this whole like melting pot of fun that i took a little bit of everything yeah i took a little bit of horror alt drag i took a little bit of camp drag i took a little bit of like fashion and i took a little bit of pageant because like those are all things that i have explored and
1: played with and and I hope it doesn't sound like I'm saying that it, it's wrong to do a different path than what I'm saying.
0: Napjack is saying that my drag is
1: invalid. It is no, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bitch, uh, no, the I, I, this these are just we're both sharing our perspectives yeah. on how we started, and totally. um, and if, if you is don't like what we're saying, throw it out the everybody. window. But the, you know that's that's what worked well for me um, to help understand. Okay, this is what I'm going to put into my mixes. Yeah. This is what I'm going to put into my makeup because um, I don't think I ever would have figured out what kind of makeup I wanted to do. If it wasn't for me learning what camp drag is and identifying that and saying, Oh, this is the thing I can do that. I don't really see anyone else doing in town and find what
0: is going to set you apart Mm -hmm. from other people. That could be your makeup. That could be your performance style. That could be your like aesthetic.
1: Yeah. Maybe you you wear foam wigs. Maybe you don't wear like a, a, you know uh, a, a traditional style wig like you have you're your about to just say headpiece. that you just that you just don't wear a wig and i was like okay joey j joey j <laughs> or sasha Valor, just be bald um, um i well i'm curious to know how did you de- develop your makeup skills in drag so when i started back in the day
0: i sound like an old person Britney i Wonder. never thought i would be one of the people <laughs> that said that but when i started drag there was like three youtube tutorials that you could watch Mm. Other than that, it was, like, finding help from somebody. Yeah. Nowadays, YouTube has, like, 9 million makeup tutorials. Then you have a lot of... Some of these beauty tutorials in general, like, Nikki, a Mm. lot of that stuff is so close to drag. Right. So it's just, like, nowadays, makeup is such a big... Like, it's a lot more accessible. And also, makeup's gotten more higher quality and more affordable. True. Also, I do not like one of my biggest recommendations is don't break
1: the bank on makeup when you're learning Mm -hmm. to do makeup. I think there's a, I know he's canceled, but James Charles video that he went through and he was like, I'm going to get a full face of makeup done for less than a hundred dollars. And he lists out all of the products that he used. And I still use some of that stuff to this day. And, And, and I think if you can find that video, I think it's worth worth using that list for a cheap starter kit. For well, makeup. if you want to go with somebody that's not canceled, yeah, who's, um, who's a
0: good person, you could go to Trixie, who's oh, done multiple YouTube videos on like drugstore brands. She she's done mm. one that's like all Wet and Wild, one that's all Covergirl, one that's all Maybelline. Maybelline's got a really good liquid foundation that's actually a staple for uh, Trixie. Like, yeah, they've got a really good full covered li- liquid foundation. So there's options out there. Um, I spend a little bit more more on my makeup, but that's also because I've gotten to the point where skills factor in more. Mm -hmm. Like I've got the skills down. So the actual product itself and how I... It's at this point preference. When you're starting out, you're developing those skills. You don't need to break the bank wasting money because also another thing I would recommend... Practice at least once a week. Yeah.
1: Just getting, playing in makeup, it, it's so nice. And like just to try different things, try different styles. Like give camp makeup a try. Give beauty makeup a try. Um, give more artsy creative styles a try. And, and don't be afraid to experiment a little bit. Because um, it, it can be very, very scary. But until you just become more familiar with the products and the way they work on your face, you're never going to get that product that you really want yeah. to show on your face
0: and i will say even if beauty is not your goal learn beauty Mm -hmm. because beauty teaches you a lot of techniques that are very transferable into other aspects and other categories yeah like i'm always going to be fucking blended you will not find me with an unblended anything
1: i might not i might not be blended (laughs) you're talking about like you've reached a point with your skills where you're like the products i use have to be higher level and i'm like oh I don't know if I'm there yet. I'm like, I'm still like, okay, this is the map that I know looks good. And I'm just going to keep carving out these same shapes until I feel better doing something else. But yeah, maybe someday. I think that is for me. Like, I I feel like I have gotten good at defining an aesthetic. It doesn't necessarily look like I'm a young entertainer. Um, But I think if there's one area that really shows for me and my youngness, it's my makeup because it's like, I have a really hard time branching out and trying something different because I'm like, I know that, that that's the biggest insecurity I have. It's like I've, I have feel like I've reached a certain platform where I want my makeup to always be at a certain standard. But whenever I want to change things up, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Will, will this look bad? So be brave. Be willing no, to mean, experiment.
0: One of the things, too, when you're starting out, if you would like... Some people, YouTube does not work. Mm-hmm. Like, become friends with a queen. See if... Like, if maybe you buy your own products, don't expect the queen to supply them. Yeah. See if maybe they will paint half of your face and you follow along with the other half. You may need to offer to pay this queen if you're not, like, good friends with them. I mean, honestly, just
1: still offer to pay them. Yeah. They may not take it, but... Or see if you can... Is, like, when, when if you know someone who's on cast yeah. locally, maybe see if you can get ready at the same time as them. Just yeah. watch what they do.
0: Um, And another thing, like, for me i just helped my partner go through the process of like i didn't touch their face Mm -hmm. i tried to describe in detail what to do how to do it and let me tell you that was so difficult
1: yeah it's not easy
0: figuring out how to describe how to say things and the reasonings why because i'm also somebody if i'm going to teach somebody I'm not just going to teach you to do it. I'm going to teach you why you're doing it. Because if you know the reasons, you're going to be able to apply it to other things. Exactly. And you're going to be able to like, cause it's one of those things, knowing the rules so you can break them. Mm-hmm. Because if you know why you're doing something, if you want it, if you don't want that effect, change that. But you know why. And that's a big thing that can factor in to other things.
1: Well, a step above makeup is hair. And I know that you are really good at hair, but that is also a skill that a lot of people have a hard time developing. So how did you go on your hair journey? I mean, for me, I looked out and I married someone who took on an interest with hair <laughs> and started doing wigs for me. Um, so um, yeah, how'd you make that work?
0: I'm sure it probably is similar to what Danny's journey might've been for me. A lot of it was YouTube. Mm. Um, At first, it started with James Mansfield. Back before the high-quality videos that James had, this was before. This was before James James got on Drag Race. Mm. Like that's the James videos (laughs) that James is like, do not watch those videos. Those videos are bad. Those will ruin your wig. Like (laughs) that's what I started with. Um, (laughs) That. So that's why your wigs look like that. (laughs) That rude um but james online kind um is another one yeah who if you can
1: get by how pretentious they act
0: <laughs> in their videos i don't know <laughs> i i find kind I mean, they, to be
1: really pretentious in their videos, i mean but.
0: i didn't so much and then they got on drag race and seemed a little pretentious it's not the
1: dra- well okay this is not even the topic of this pod but it, it was like the i'm gonna teach you how to do math tiktoks and i was like oh Girl.
0: The, they don't even do the wig tutorials anymore i don't think because Zab- all they do is the math TikToks. i find that
1: really annoying anyways sorry not about that it's just
0: because i <laughs> really love math i'm glad um <laughs> but yeah i'm not a fan of the math ones but uh online kind of has some really good wig tutorials also a few good sewing tutorials but we're not to that portion yet um actually did we already No, no we haven't we have talked um, about makeup and hair
1: um my brain is jumbled today it's might I as well yeah, I know this might as well. It's strong, girl. Five um, percent. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I, wigs.
0: Online kind had some really good ones that really, because also wig styling is like makeup. Mm-hmm. And there's one important thing that I'm going to say that applies to both of these. It's going to be ugly before it looks good. Yep. Even when you get to the point where you're good at it, there is an ugly stage in the middle process of doing it. I'm not talking about your journey. I'm talking about in one particular, you're sitting down to do your makeup. There will be an ugly stage. If you're styling a wig, there is an ugly stage. Do not freak out. That yeah. is a normal Just trust thing. the process. Yeah.
1: And any mistake you make, um, it's fixable. Yeah. Like it, That was the biggest thing that I learned from my drag mom. Like when... Cause I used to panic about doing my makeup and that's why it took me like six hours to do it. But one time we sat down and she was like, girl, it's okay. Anything that you do that you mess up, you can fix it. Um, like with your eyebrows, if you put some, like you do your eyebrows and then you do clown white to make it the shape you want it to be. So it's, it's like using an eraser. Um, same thing with hair.
0: And like, also, even if you do make mistakes, if you don't love the final product at the end of the day, you learned something, yeah. Because that's the thing too. For me, it, the first couple wigs weren't always the best. It was a big process, and now we've got a lot more YouTube mm-hmm. um, out there with James, and like a lot more. The Vilbergs are also another one. They were. I don't know if you know who they are. The Vilbergs. No, I'm not familiar with them. Formerly known as um, Duo Raw. Mm. Um, it's a couple. He does, like, more masculine stuff that's always in a mask, and she's always in, like, full drag. It's a drag couple. They're great. Um, They've got a few tutorials. And what I like is watching different styles of doing it because different people have different techniques and different methods of why they do it. So there's different ways that you can tease. And watch somebody how they tease and, like, if they explain how they tease, stuff like that, it makes a difference because... That was one of the big things for me for the longest. I was very much Jinx Monsoon season five. <laughs> I tried to piss it, but I just pissed it off.
1: I think you said I tried to piss it, but I just pissed it off. I tried to tease it, yeah, but I just pissed it off. I tried, well, you try to well, piss well, out y'all. a wig, it's going to... Lord. I tried to
0: tease it, but I just pissed it off. <laughs> wow. Uh,
1: yes. And also, I think the biggest tip that I can give when it comes to hair, when it comes to learning how to do it, I think it is okay if you recognize this may not be a skill that you are willing to have the patience to do. And maybe it's something you want to invest in. You just uh, should probably quit drag in that you case. You should quit drag. Yeah. I get a get shake and goes for the first few years there's yeah. some amazing shaking goes like i still wear one of my red curly one i'm obsessed with that thing you um, don't
0: need to be out the gate in all styled, styled hair and the
1: thing is the and the, it's okay after after you, to
0: have some when you start it's just that doesn't have to be everything right. that you have
1: and after you wear a styled wig like even after one performance it's immediately going to look worse after you perform in it and so you have to be back okay on the wig head don't just shove them in your bags yes please don't that, that, that will that's an easy way to destroy them um i I think the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about when it comes to hair is how to keep that wig on. Because when I first started, I sweated so much. I had a really hard time keeping them on. Um, and the best tip that I got was to put duct tape on my head as tight as I could take some ibuprofen ibuprofen first. It gets really tight and painful. Um, but, uh, once you do that, then you put some electrical sided, double sided tape on your, on the duct tape. Um, and then that way, once you peel like the, the film off of that double sided tape, you can just put the wig on your head and Bobby pin it in and then it's stuck to that tape. And if you Bobby pin it, it is also really s- secured to your head. I've only ever lost a wig once when I had been performing cause I got so sweaty and the duct tape slid off. Um, just
0: be careful doing that method because you will lose some of your hair unless you just completely oh, sweat um, that I off. I should have
1: said I put a, uh, I put a wig cap on first. I mean, even then, then you're the still going to
0: like lose a little bit of hair. Yeah, just a little bit. So, just be careful. <laughs> One thing that I have started doing, um I've got longer hair now cuz I have mm. a mullet is I haven't really ever had problems with losing wigs. But I also I'm not doing like flips and splits. And oh, shit. I, you know I'm a bucker. I am not a bucker. I'm a doe.
1: <laughs> I'm a fawn. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine me bucking though? I used to really try. I would try and it looked pretty good. I mean,
0: bad. you did The you did a jump split the other night. Well you really do be bucking though (laughs) compared to me. (laughs) I guess. I Um, guess.
1: I'm not a walk around, but I am. I do I will give you a high kick. You but you surface mama
0: (laughs) Um But one thing that I got is since I have a mullet that's longer now, I have to put my hair up in a wig cap every time now. Mm. Um but on top of that, regardless, one of the things, I don't know if you've tried it, I like it, and I've literally had zero issues, and I've been able to, like, whip my hair some, is <laughs> I got one of those silicone headbands. That's oh, the those are nice.
1: With the pointy
0: things? Point, yeah. The cleats. The bumpy on both sides. Mm-hmm. And I've had zero problems using that. It yeah. is tight.
1: But tight. it does the job. I mean... Yeah. It's, it's like,
0: really tight, but... So also can give you a headache over time. Like I cannot just like wear it like going out. I wouldn't wear it, but it is definitely right. And it's like
1: 12 bucks for a two pack on Amazon. Exactly. And even if you aren't going, if you think that you're not, you don't, you don't run a risk of losing a wig. You don't think your performance, um, could potentially lose it. It's Those are the hot. times that you do lose it. Right. Honestly. Just at least put the bobby pins in if nothing else. Cause it will, you, you want it to at least stay attached to your head. Um, for the most part. Okay. Well, I think we've talked plenty about hair. Um, I am curious to know you and I have two very different body types. So how do you achieve the body that you're looking for in drag? So this is
0: actually quite interesting that you're asking because, what I do currently and what I used to do is a little bit different than what I'm hopefully trying to switch up very soon. Um, but when I started drag, I was always told it's the, your hip should match your shoulders. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. Like Hmm. do whatever the fuck you want. For me, I do want a bit of an hourglass shape. Um, so I'm currently using four inch hip pads out of that foam the green foam the good foam yes uh i would like honestly some of the shorts but i'm just too
1: cheap it's worth it i love the shorts it i feel like every time i put on pads especially without the shorts i'm fighting for my life and it is just ridiculous so i got the shorts and i was like it's it's worth the investment i guess Um, i've just
0: done it long enough that like i don't think anything of it
1: so, I, I think that, like, when you're building your body, you have to think of it in layers. Um, for me, I wear a corset. Do you wear a corset? No. Okay.
0: I, I am thinking about whenever I go down on my pad size, I might. Mm. But I, like, never wear a corset unless it's, I need it for something specific. Like, there's one dress that I have. Like, I also don't wear boobs anymore. Mm. Um, Which is also another reason I'm thinking about going on pads, just for proportions and androgyny of it all. Yeah. So...
1: I love a non-binary entertainer moment. Um, For me, I I always wear a corset. uh, And then, again, you don't have to, but I just like for that to pull in my stomach. That's something that I'm insecure about in my uh, non-drag body. So I'm like, okay, if I want to achieve this certain vision of myself, I'm going to go ahead and wear this corset. I get mine from Orchard Corset, and I get it in a flesh-tone color. Um, It's very yellowish. so. I get that, I, and I have it at a 28-inch waist. It's like $70 for a good quality one, but each one of those lasts me about, I would say, 10 months um, before they break and I have to get a new one. So I, I think it's very much worth it to, to get a good quality one for that. And if you're starting out, you can always go on Amazon and get a
0: cheaper one if you're unsure if you're going to want a corset. Mm-hmm. Start with something cheaper, more affordable. I've got a couple of Amazon corsets. They don't last forever, but it can help you figure out if it's something that you
1: want to do. Yeah. True, true, true. Um, once I get that corset on, the next thing I do is I get a, I have a boned panty that's like a thong that I use and you got that's a boned panty. I do, mm. and I use it to hide my oh, bone. Wow. That's how I tuck. But I, I actually don't tuck. I was really scared of tucking. I don't like. I don't know. I don't like messing with that stuff. So I'm just gonna do the monster mash and let it squish down and be as flat as I can be. And meanwhile, that is that one be. thing that I do. I like. Do you tuck? Like,
0: yeah, I f- still fully tuck.
1: Do you tape? No. Oh okay i wear
0: okay i guess we didn't even put that on here no we didn't but that is a good thing um i personally don't recommend the typing personally yeah like unless you're trying to like go out there with no tights on at all then okay. you probably need yeah, to type probably but if you're going out there with tights on don't worry about it mm-hmm. um because if you're putting on a few pairs of tights you're gonna be fine Especially what I do is I put a smaller pair of underwear on that's like pretty snug. Yeah. Um, And I will like just pull. Is that like the member back drag underwear? No, these are just like your daily underwear. I mean, they're not my daily underwear. They used to be, but now they're small. But you're not talking about like a gaff. No, I'm talking about just like regular briefs. Okay, sweet. Um, And there have been times that I have to use like my daily underwear that's not as height and drag mm. and it works it's just not the best it's not my fave
1: i've got a specific underwear that i have set aside for drag nice yeah i mean say, uh, same i use the exact same <laughs> that's probably really gross but i use the exact same um, uh boned thong for that and it's like a flesh tone um and then on top of that to cover up the that yellowy corset i use a girdle then i pull it up over the
0: yeah, I've watched your process. It's, like, very involved.
1: Well, because it matches my skin to- color really well. And especially now that I'm using, like, these, I'm using uh, breastplates more frequently, I want the colors to match more closely. So yeah. I try to get as close to it as I can. Um, How often does that show, though? Pretty often. Because, like, the, most of the stuff I wear with my breastplate is almost backless. Oh, yeah, that so, makes
0: sense. Yeah. I understand. So
1: that's what that's what I do that for and then after that I put on my pads which are like the shorts and then I wear seven pairs of tights um most of the time. And I what since my feet get hot I like cut the toes out so that if I'm ever wearing like a toeless shoe it like covers you don't have a biscuit basket. I I don't have no no webbed feet here. I, you can just see my toes and then people think that's my natural hairless body um on the legs.
0: Yeah. See, I'm too lazy to shave my toe hairs off oh
1: well i don't do that either So i
0: just have a biscuit basket some of (laughs) them
1: some of the most beautiful women in the world have hairy toes what are you talking about yeah fair well i think we have talked enough about hairy toes would you want to take a quick break sounds like a plan stan who is
0: stan your mom
1: your mom's chest hair
0: Fall is just around the corner, and one of the best ways to celebrate is at Conjure
1: Fest. At Conjure Fest, you'll find live music, drag, tarot readings, palm readers, pole dancers, fire breathers, belly dancers, great food, and much, much more.
0: So mark your calendar for September 23rd, 2023, for Conjure Fest 2023.
1: Last year, I got to perform at Conjure Fest in drag and also with the Rocky Horror cast, and we had a the last. People were up there dancing with us during our number. It was so fun. The crowd was just really excited to be around and just to celebrate fall and the spooky season that's upon us. So for more information, visit ConjureFestBham.com. Legs and hips and body, 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 body. And now we're talking about costumes. Was that a song? Was that like something that exists in the world? Or yeah. Did you a, just make that up? That's a, that's a song. I wish I wrote that because it's a very popular song. Have you not heard it? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Get on Spotify and discover some things. Damn. I use Apple music. Gross. Cause I'm elitist. <laughs> okay. Well, now that we've talked about body, we've covered a lot of really good stuff so far. Yeah. Like makeup, hair, you're talking about how to figure out your body, and that's really just the base. That's like your naked, nude drag persona. But now you got to put some clothes on it. So, how did you figure out costumes? How do you currently figure out costumes? So it's been so uh, it's been <laughs> you so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I get you so hard.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I did not expect that. Um, <laughs> But it's one of those things. It's been no secret on the pod that I sew. Um, It's one of those things. I think I even said it last episode when we were talking about drag life balance that when I started drag, I knew that I was going to need to know how to sew with my proportions and also just like wanting what I want. I'm a picky person. Yeah. And sometimes I have a vision. And I can't just go find that on the rack. Right. I'm going to have to make it. And sometimes it's easier to make it yourself than pay for somebody else to make it because it's cheaper Mm -hmm. or something like that. If it's something real elaborate, yeah, maybe send it off to somebody. But a lot of times, like for me, I find it cheaper as somebody that was able to learn through YouTube and trial and error how to sew. That is like where I learned how to do that it was one of those things i knew that was going to be the efficient route for me Mm -hmm. for costuming i make 99 percent of what i wear there are things that i have that i didn't make that are usually things that i might have gotten from fast fashion which i don't recommend but when you're starting out I also I say I don't recommend. I don't recommend just because it's bad for the environment. But I do. No, it.
1: There is no ethical consumption under capitalism. Literally you took know? the words out of my mouth. I, but still, it's just it's like I hate it. Fast but also fashion is like, one
0: of the biggest pollutants of the fashion industry. That and denim are the two biggest pollutants of the fashion industry.
1: If it does make you feel better, I think when you're when you're starting, and if you are someone who, I'm I'm lucky. I didn't realize that I have kind of a petite frame until I started doing drag. Mm, she's it, up- So uh, Um, <laughs> But I i mean, cause I've always probably because of body dysmorphia, I, I've always thought that I was like huge or something, but then now you're just a huge star. Now I'm, oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Me and my 2000 followers um, on anyways, when I first started, I would go to thrift stores and that was how I got all of my drag, yeah. like 100% of what I own and about 50% of what I own now. Is from thrift stores. So if that is something you can do, I recommend it. Yeah, and you can also, with thrift store stuff, you can always,
0: if you don't like how it is, but you like the base of it. Exactly. Amp it up. Yeah. And Embellish, add things, change make, things. Make it a reveal, you know.
1: Yeah. Um. And, and if you go back and watch those YouTube videos I was talking about before, all of that, every single piece of it comes from a thrift store. Um, and Customization. Make yeah. it yours. It's about how you style it for what you, what the, what performance you're trying to right? with the, the, yeah, what you're, the vibe you're trying to give off. And yeah, so I, I think thrift stores are great, but as you progress, I think you're, what's going to happen. And what I'm currently realizing is that I can't stick to those same forms of acquiring clothing that I had in the past, because with shoes in particular, I will find a pair of shoes that are awesome for drag. They fit me perfectly. I love them, but they're just, they've, been used to the point that they can only handle like one or two performances and I can't be even at a thrift store I can't be buying uh, two or three pairs of shoes every couple of shows because that's that gets really expensive so it's almost better to invest that money if you want shoes to last you in the long run um, in my opinion like that gold pair that I have yeah they broke at this last show I was broken-hearted um, and there are several that I that I really love I just yeah I'm gonna have to get Good yeah, quality shoes
0: yeah and it's also one of those things too with thrift stores like there's so many things you can find at a thrift store that you may not even know like oh this would make a good drag outfit mm-hmm. i had this oversized suit jacket that was like way too big for me that i had no business owning out of drag um <laughs> and it was like this like healy kind of color that eventually i was just like i'm never gonna do anything with this I'm going to take it in on the sides, give it like a waist yeah, and embellish the fuck out of it. And this is going to be a new drag outfit. Mm-hmm. And I love it. It looks like a million bucks. And it's just one of those things like you never know what you can find in a thrift store and how you can turn it into something drag. I have one thing that I bought at the thrift store to use for something that I haven't figured out exactly. It's more of, I haven't motivated myself to, <laughs> but I got this like tree skirt. A Christmas tree yeah. skirt. It is a blue sequin, like a turquoise sequin with a white fur trim on it. And I'm like, I could easily turn this into a little mini skirt mm-hmm. or a little like top, like a flowy totally top. Could.
1: Like The holiday season's right around the corner. So right. it'll be a really easy way to, and cheap way to right. make a little holiday outfit. Um, I love that. Yeah. And, and that's another thing too, like the costumes that you have for me, I was, I was often limiting myself to certain performances because the costumes I had matched a performance. Like yeah. I mentioned last episode that my very first number was called Home Wrecker. I had this fifties or sixties style dress that I revealed in, something into. Um, and so it's, it's easy to get, get caught up in, okay, well this, outfit is for this number and this outfit is for that number but the real secret if you want to be able to get your best return on an investment for the costumes that you're making is to be able to transform that dress you made into something else the yeah the very first dress i made um i made for one pageant and then i found out that and i used it in like the talent portion and then i learned the rules of an evening gown and i was able to transform it into an evening gown $0. And so boom, all of a sudden I had my evening gown and then I won the pageant. Um so make sure you're thinking creatively and outside the box for how you can use things cuz it's drag is expensive and you don't want to have to buy things for every single little performance.
0: And I'll say this like not every number has to be a character. Yep. Um and even if it is always a character, it doesn't have to be a character and it's an existing character mm-hmm. um, you can give things a character that's not the same that's not what I'm talking about here not everything has to be a character so buy things or make things that are reusable um, for example like one things that I do have that is a character I've got a Taylor Swift bodysuit that's a replica of something she made or not made something she wore on her re- reputation to wear it's a black bodysuit that sequin and rhinestone with like faux nude cutouts on the shoulders that can be used for anything. It could be used for so much stuff. Yeah. So like, just be smart about the pieces that you are doing for specific characters. I'm guilty about it. I do have certain things that are specific characters. I've also been doing it for six years so I can afford to do it. Mm-hmm. Cause I do have a closet. I do have a wardrobe. Like I've got plenty of drag that I can afford this when you're starting out Look for universal pieces. Yeah,
1: yeah. Look for those staple pieces that you can use for a really long time. They're going to be good quality. Um, And with all of the skills that we've talked about today, there is probably someone on the internet who has done what you want to do before. And if you go to YouTube and just type in how to do blank, they can show you how to do that. Like that's how I learned how to do my padding for the very first time. Same. Um, there, there, James Mansfield has a padding video from when they were on drag race that they talked about. I wish I had changed the shape a little bit on it, but it did the job yeah. for the time being. Um, and you want to make sure. Sh- yeah. And, and they'll tell you what kind of quality stuff you want to get. Cause I got the wrong foam the first time I did it. Um, So, yeah, just make sure you're being really detail oriented too because those small details really will matter in the long
0: run. It's that like old saying of like measure twice, cut once, of like make sure you've got your information and like make sure you're doing your research. You don't want to just dive in head first because that's how you spend money and have to keep spending money because you're not getting what you want or what you need. Yeah. Well, Um, and that goes for everything. That goes for makeup. That goes for your outfits, any of that, like garments wise, if you're making stuff, it goes for that kind of stuff too. Like just make sure you're making educated choices. Right.
1: Well, we have realized that we have covered a lot of really helpful info today. Um, And there's, we really just scratched the surface of how to start being a drag queen. So we are a drag entertainer in general. So we plan to do another episode about this, um, coming soon. So make sure that you subscribe and rate and review us so that you can hear your five-star review at the top of our regular episodes. But Fawn, is there anything that you want to share before we close this thing out?
0: If there's anything that you would like to hear personally in a part two, let us know, comment on Facebook, mention us on Twitter, You can message us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, comment on Instagram, any of that. Any of our social medias, you can email us at flappingandfawningpod at gmail.com. Any of that, if you have any questions,
1: anything you want us to talk about for a part two, hit us up. So true. Really, I just want to see everybody succeed because there's so many amazing up and comers out there. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening to Flapping and Fawning. are listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at Fawn.Fawn.Fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at FlapJQLN, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and, Fawning Pod, and on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flappingandfawningpod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta-ta.